This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey, I'm Ray Hudson, and you are, I don't know who you are, but you're listening to Blaugranagram. Don't be like them kids in the Blair Witch Project and go away, right? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of the Driven Shot Podcast. Um, Currently still learning the strings in terms of how to do this live, so the intro and all that good stuff um, that will be added as we go on. This podcast, in case you've missed the live stream, uh, which happens on YouTube, um, the podcast will hopefully be streamed uh, weekly, and the uh, whole point of doing it this way is to be able to get feedback from you guys as we go on, be able to get you guys involved, you get your questions in, and so on and so forth. Um, if you've missed this stream or if you're watching this stream and you'd like to check back later or you don't really have the half an hour that this episode would take, that's that's cool. That's fine. Um, it will be live. It will be uh, relayed on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and whatever website you use or app you use to listen to podcasts. So do not fear. You can, uh, you'll be able to catch to catch back on. Um, so this podcast is, uh, it's been <laughs> on standby for us, uh, uh, things going on. So I've had to push it back, uh, several times and I've reached a point now where I do believe that this can be pushed out consistently every week. Um, and hopefully I'm working on sorting out a schedule. So you guys know that at this time on this day, every week you'll tune in and, you'll be able to listen to the podcast. So if you haven't already, do subscribe, uh, turn on the bell for notifications whenever we do have these podcasts going on and other videos that we that we will have going on in the future. Um, so now that that's out the way, let's talk about Barcelona. Um, first off, uh, Ronnie, welcome to the stream. Um, so uh, Barca have been undergoing a very interesting transition as of late. <coughs> um, you know, from... Kike Setien being uh, from his departure to Ronald Koeman taking over. You've got uh, several players on the way out, some players uh, supposedly on their way in, uh, players that were rumored to leave or staying at the club. And it's a very interesting time ahead, especially following a global pandemic. Um, you know, you would think that maybe not many things would happen. And compared to other clubs, Barca's transfer window does sort of pale in comparison. I mean, Barca right now have not made signings for this transfer window. Uh, as far as I recall, other than Miralem Pjanic, uh, which was part of Artur leaving the club, but then that's pretty much it for now officially. Uh, they are working on Sergio Dest, as we've reported and been told by sources. Uh, Depay, Memphis Depay's case is a bit iffy, uh, depending on information you look at depending on the time you look at it he's either coming or he's not uh, I could see him joining Barcelona but I think that is a question of when Suarez leaves when Suarez leaves I do see Barcelona going for a forward option and I could see Memphis being that person so that being said Barca do have a very interesting season ahead and one thing I would like to talk about is the youth players that they have in their system because a lot of the players that Barcelona have in their youth system right now, a lot of the players on the come up, um, 
do have a couple of forwards, a decent amount of forwards. Um, got a good amount of midfielders as well. And players like Ricky Puj, whose future is in the air. Uh, players like uh, Carles Alenia. Some say he's leaving. Some say he's staying. And I, I don't think that his future has been decided on just yet. Um, and, and that definitely will be something interesting to, to look onto because other than Alenia, they have uh, Ricky Puj, they have Miralem Pjanic, they have Sergio Busquets. Uh, Ima Rakitic left the club. Um, Arturo Vidal has just gone to Inter. Uh, who else? They've got they've got a decent amount. Frankie De Jong, of course. Other than the other midfield players who can play in midfield, we've got Pedri who can operate as a number ten behind the striker, can operate on the wing. Um, so all in all, I think, despite what some people may believe, I do think Barcelona could have a good shot this season. I think they could have a good season. Um, and I think that also depends on the whole thing with the presidential elections, how those take place, the vote of no censure. Does that actually materialize into early votes, uh, early early elections, or will those elections still take place in March? I think that's definitely something that will influence the season from a Barcelona perspective. Um, for how the club is run uh, in terms of the managerial staff, I think it looks very interesting. Uh, quite frankly, I was not a big fan of Ronald Koeman joining, uh, coaching Barcelona because, in my in my opinion, I thought the main issue Barcelona had was not with Kike Setien as much as it was with the mentality within the dressing room, which is very hard to change in half a season and without a transfer window. But I will say the the, the way of playing that Barcelona have shown this season, especially the four, the the four two three one formation that they're running with the with the forward line sort of interchanging and swapping positions throughout the game, I think that's something that will be very very uh, both very interesting and also something that Barcelona very well could take advantage of against some more tricky opponents. Um, so I think on, on that point, I think I do think Kuman could be could be a, a good choice for Barcelona. Um, and although I still genuinely believe that Sitian should have had a better chance, uh, you know, he came in midseason in a team that was pretty much completely distraught, took over, uh, and, and had to change things up in half a year with really no transfer window, no preseason, had to learn the team uh, in and out midseason, and had all the pressure on him with the Champions League, with La Liga, with the Copa. He didn't really get a proper chance, in my opinion. Um, and and so that I do hope that Kuman will get a proper chance, uh, and I do think he will. Now I'm looking at the um, at the questions here in the uh, in the live chat, and one from Tushar, uh, who's one of Logonogram's editors, by the way. If you don't know. I should have said this to begin with. Uh, this podcast is part of the Blogonogram Podcast Network, recently announced um, by us in the Blogonogram News Outlet. All the links will be down below. If you are not on a platform where you can click on links, go to blogonogram.com for more information. Um, so one of our editors, Tushar, asks if we should still go for a number nine. Um, I do think so. I think especially if Luis Suarez leaves, I think a number nine is needed, if not for now. Um, then definitely for the future because Messi couldn't play the false nine role. I suppose, in a sense, I suppose you could have Griezmann there, although in my opinion, Griezmann is more of a second striker. Griezmann is more of a player behind the the actual uh, pure nine, so to speak. 
Um, so in my opinion, if Suarez does leave, I think Barca should go for a number nine. And I think I, I do see Suarez leaving, obviously, with all the all the reports going around. Um, we just released an article on the case, actually, with Luis Suarez pretty much closing in on a move to Atletico. He is more or less out of the club as things stand, uh, with the official announcement expected to land soon at some point today or tomorrow, hopefully, uh, just to kind of get that out the way there and, and, and have Barca be able to focus on what they want to do and Suarez being able to focus on what he wants to do because obviously starting the season, not being not really playing with your team is not a good way to start. So hoping for everyone that that case is resolved soon. Uh, and, and Suarez very much tipped to... Uh, to, to move to Atletico, which I think could be very interesting uh, with Alvaro Morata moving to Juventus, back to Juventus on a loan deal with uh, an option to buy, I believe. And so with all those dominoes falling into place, I think I think this transfer window has been and will continue to be a very interesting one. Speaking of transfers, uh, Fares asks, do you think Garcia and Eric Garcia from Manchester City would have a genuine shot at starting? Um, I think he should have. A genuine shot at starting, um, just like I believe Ronald Araujo should. I think Todibo should stay with Barca, in my opinion. And I think now that PK is as old as he is, Titi, in my opinion, hasn't been the most reliable, which part of that comes down to the fact that he's been as injured as he has and the injuries have affected him long term. Um, but also the fact that when you don't play many games in a row, you are not able to sort of keep that level of consistency. And so I, I do believe for him, both for his career and also for Barca's wage bill, I do believe it's it's time for him to kind of move on to, to a different club, if that's back to Lyon or where that is. Um, so for me, I think PK should slowly be phased out of the club, in my opinion, simply because of his age. Um, because if Barca keep relying on him for two, three, four more years, uh, and that's taking. That's not focusing on the level that he would be playing at, because hopefully that would be a high level. But if they do focus on just keeping him, then once he retires or leaves, they 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 need to find someone else. And at that point, it'd be too late. So for me, I think slowly they should they should phase him out, keep him in the club as sort of a mentor for the for the younger uh, players, the newcomers. Because I think he could be great at that and keep him as a good wild card on the bench because he is a quality defender on his day. Um, so in that case, I think if Barcelona do buy Eric Garcia or if they don't, if they keep any of the youngsters, I think that they should have a chance of start at starting. Because um, obviously, and I, I don't know if this is something that people do notice because it seems like something that people don't talk a lot about. And I might be wrong on that, so please do tell me. Um, I think... Barcelona's defense isn't as bad as some people make it seem because there are a lot of options that are just not being utilized as they maybe should have been, especially in an experimental way. Because now you have the preseason, it's pretty much over. Um, but you also do have a lot of a lot of defenders that can play a role. Now, Musawage, we saw just moved on loan to PAOK in Greece. So that he's out the he's out of that frame. Um, Semedo seems to be moving to Wolves. That that deal seems to be announced very soon, as as far as as we've heard, and and seen as far as reports are stating. Um, so on that end, you only have Sergio Roberto with Sergio Dest uh, coming through, depending on uh, Barca's materializing of their interest, and also Bayern Munich, who also are interested, as we reported, um, and his agents have actually been talking to Barcelona. Um, as we exclusively reported on Vlagonogram, I believe, two days ago. Um, so 
that talk is happening and Barca are looking at a right back, which I think is the right thing to do because if you do lose Semedo, you lose a, a, a proper right back, not to take anything away from Sergio Roberto, but Roberto is a midfielder turned right back and he's he's a good option to have in, going forward. And so when you have that guy as your only right back, you it's not really uh, the best thing to do. Um, and, and if he's injured, you pretty much have no options. So... I do think Barca are doing the right thing and going for Dest, and I think that is I, I think that's a good move. But I think other than that, I think Barca have good options in both the heart of defense, um, even without even without considering Eddie Garcia as an option. Um, if they do, obviously that's a big bonus. But I don't think they are as uh, out. I don't think they've run out of options in defense, even though it may appear that way. Because even at left back, you have Alba, you have Firpo, who hasn't been. Firpo hasn't really been up to par, but I think that also comes down to the fact that he hasn't been playing as much as he maybe should have. He hasn't really, in my opinion at least, he hasn't gotten a proper chance, and I know he hasn't been, like, extremely good, but he still hasn't had a proper chance, a, you know, a run of games to prove himself. And I think that's one of the things that also should be considered when judging players like like Firpo or players like some of the youngsters that haven't really gotten a proper chance. Um so with that said, I, I think at left back also, obviously, Juan Miranda is an option, uh, provided he stays with Barcelona. So they do have options, albeit not great, fantastic, phenomenal, world-class options, but the options are there. And obviously, you also have to measure that up with what options are available on the market, which really aren't too many, although another aspect of that could be if you are a big club, a really big club. Ideally, your pull weight should be pretty good. So even if a player isn't, up for sale per se, you should be able to lure him in somehow. Um, but I think with the way many of the other cl clubs are being run in terms of the projects they're building, Arsenal are building something really interesting with, under Mikel Arteta, Chelsea are building something interesting under uh, Lampard, you've got Mourinho trying to build a good project with Spurs. A lot of the big uh, big names, both in, in London, in Manchester, Liverpool, all those areas, all the clubs that are big and have really good left uh, fullbacks, not necessarily those, but the point is they have interesting projects to the point where a player might not want to consider leaving, even if, even if he does get a call from a Barcelona or a Real Madrid. So given that, I do think Barca's def uh, defensive options, I don't think they're bad. I think they are good. Obviously, they can't get better. There is always room for improvement when it comes to defense, especially if your players are aging. Um, but... That being said, I, I do think they are making the right moves when it comes to that, especially if the if the youngsters be, uh, are utilized. Um, Marcus Berg asks, Dest Emerson or Max Ahrens as Semedo's replacement? Uh, admittedly, I have not watched much of Max Ahrens play, so I don't really, I can't really speak much on that. But from what I've heard, he and vaguely seen, he does seem like a good option. Um, Emerson has impressed me time and time again. Although I do, I don't think Betis would willingly let go of him because he seems to be a pretty integral part of their lineups, uh, of, of the way they play, of their system. Um, so I think of those options, I would I would choose Sergio Dest. I know some people may disagree with that, but I, I think Dest would be a good option. Um, Deep says, huge mistake to sell to Debo and Lonald Puig, Pedri and Alain. Yeah, we don't need to spend on a center back and only spend for a full back. Um, I, do th I, I, do, I do agree with you. I think Barca should keep the youngsters um, obviously loaning them out because you don't have room for them is one thing but then also the fact that you can make room for them i think that's also something to be considered is that 
if 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 Kuma plays his cards right, he doesn't he wouldn't have to loan out any of those players. Todibo could be a very, in my opinion, from what I've seen from both at Barcelona and at Schalke, he's a very very good on the ball, good off the ball movement, uh, leads by example. I think I think he and he's also very versatile. I think he's a good option to keep. I don't think Barca should loan him out. Uh, Puj, one of the best players right now in the squad, in my opinion, would be a huge mistake to let him go on loan. Um, Pedri obviously looking very promising, uh, and, and I, I don't see Barcelona loaning him out. I really don't. Same thing goes for Francisco Trincao. I don't see him leaving either. Uh, Alain, yeah, it's a bit iffy. I think he's a really, I think he's a talented player. I think he's a good player, um, but obviously Barca are slowly getting overbooked. Provided they don't buy more midfielders this transfer window, I could see there being room for all those players to play a decent amount of minutes. Um, if Kuman makes the right rotations and makes the right substitutions, I think everyone could stay happy. Um, so in that regard, I think I, I, I don't think Barca have to loan them out because at the end of the day, these are players that don't make oh, they don't take out the biggest parts of the wage bill. So in that aspect, it's not really needed to push them out of the club or send them out on loan or whatever. In my opinion, I think they could definitely I think they could and should stay. Um, we don't spend a center back. I'm going to spend for a fullback. Pretty much agreed. With, I'm pretty much agreeing with you there because that's that's pretty much what I said. I don't think there is a. I don't think the necessity is spending on a center back if you play the ones Barca already have. Um, is Bayern too far ahead of us in terms of negotiations negotiations for Dest? Um, that is a good question um, because from what I've from what I know, Bayern are leading the negotiations in terms of how you know, how, how concrete the interest is and stuff. But uh, from what I've heard, Dest wants to go to Barca and Barca do want him. So that's also an aspect of it, similar to what we saw with Matthijs de Ligt, um, with that he wanted Barca and Barca wanted him. And so that's why he kind of stalled on the deal with Juve until Juve just were willing to pay what Barca weren't. Um, so hopefully for Barcelona, that won't be the case this time. Um, but Barca's main hurdle obviously was Mainly, it was a kind of financial, from a financial perspective, the fact that they couldn't afford him uh, without actually getting hurt from a wage perspective, because they had several players taking up a big part of the, way, of the wage bill. Now with Suarez um, uh, on his way out of the, of the door, Samedo on his way out, that will free up some space, some room, and so they they would be able to afford Dest, um, which Samedo also was one of the let's say, the, the obstacles in, in, in having that deal for Dest done. So once Semedo is out, they've freed up some room financially and they've actually freed up a spot for Dest. I, I, do, I, I think when that's done, I think Barca will really push to finalize the deal. Uh, you should collab with Blograna Planet from Instagram. I will give that a look. Thank you for the suggestion. Uh, Alba, if you're supposed to place, pretty much went over that. Um, I think Alba is slowly aging, and I think he does need a replacement, a long-term one, preferably. I don't think he should be completely ripped from the team unless you have someone who's really, really solid, um, which, as I said in my recent uh, in the recent Q&A we had on Instagram with Sam May, uh, if you missed that, you can go to Instagram and go to highlights, and you'll be able to find it um, on the Blogonogram 1899 Instagram page. Um I think I do think it's time for Alba to move on, or at least not be the starting player for ninety minutes every game throughout the season, because he has aged, and obviously there's only so much you can do when you're, you know, when you when you reach the thirties. Um, so so yes, I do think he should be replaced. I think Firpo could be a good option. Again, I don't think he's had a proper chance, but obviously if Barza can go for someone else, then 
by all means, you know, give it a shot. Um, should Memphis be our priority? Uh, as Tushar asks. Um, I think if Suarez leaves, I, I think Memphis should be a priority uh, because, again, you know, Suarez is leaving. Memphis is – I actually forgot how old he is. Let me just give that a look. Uh, he is 26. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's significantly younger. Again, Griezmann could play a striking role. But um, the thing with the thing with that is, you know, Griezmann is not a pure striker. I think he can play that role if he gets the right type of service. Because it, one thing is getting the passes, but another thing is the way the system plays around him. And obviously, when he was at Atleti, the, the system was built around him, which is different from when you play at Barcelona, where you have a Messi. Now you have a Coutinho. You have a Dembele. Dembele hasn't really played much, but status-wise, name-wise, he's a type of player that you would want to build the team around, especially in the future, provided he can't stay fit. So I think Griezmann could operate as a number nine, um, which also leads me back to actually a question that I saw and I forgot to address about Ansu Fati playing as a number nine. Yeah, Fares asked, going back to the number nine situation, what about the whole concept of Ansu as a nine? So... It sort of leads me on to it is that I think I think Ansu could be an, a, a good number nine. You know, obviously his finishing is good, um, so in that regard, he's he's a he would be a decent option. I don't think he should be a number nine just because of the fact that he's he thrives when he has a lot of space in front of him. You know, the playing as a winger I think is where he definitely does does his the most damage. I think he could be a good makeshift nine. Um, obviously not in the really huge game simply because of the pressure. I do think he can cope with it, but you also have to, as we've seen with several talents throughout the years, um, you don't want to kind of, you don't want to give the player too much pressure because then either he'll succeed and then even more pressure will come on him or he'll fail. And you obviously don't want that. So I think Ansu could be in a, a good number nine, but I not for like the big games, not for a classic or for a game against, let's say, Atleti, a very physical team. Um, so I think he could be a good number nine, but uh, it should be done gradually, uh, depending on the players around him, depending on if you have if you have Coutinho on the wing and Fatih as a nine, I'm not going to fully agree with that one. But if you have, let's say, Dembele and Messi on the wings or Messi and Trincao and then Fatih up front, maybe that could work. Um, so I think it could be interesting. I think Barca have a lot of options. Griezmann as a nine could also work, provided he also, which he always does realistically, he always tracks back. So then having him track back and then someone push forward, let's say you have him and then maybe Coutinho behind him, and then you have Coutinho pushing forward and Griezmann dropping back a bit and swapping that way. I think that could work as well. But I do think Barca should go for a number nine if uh, Suarez does leave, which seems very, very likely at this point. Um, do you think the vote of no, do you think the vote of no confidence will succeed? It does seem possible. Um, obviously, it's a very sensitive topic to talk about, um, but I, I do think it's possible. Uh, you know, there's really not much to say. It's it's one of those things where the the socios that believed in that. Uh, and that part of it did what they could, and they amassed 
20,687 votes registered by the club. So, you know, I do think it could succeed, but it also depends on how many of those are considered invalid by the club and how many are considered valid. Does that meet, meet the threshold? That's a different story. I do think it could succeed, but obviously it's up to interpretation and up to up to up for debate for anyone really. It's everyone. It's anyone's guess. Uh, Deep says Andy ten ten from Insta. Sean and Sandy from Twitter the same person. In essence, me have chatted with some days not regularly. Their proceed roads are great and reliable. Thank you very very much for that. It really means a lot. And obviously the support that we get on a daily basis. Uh, we really appreciate that. We truly do. Um, you know, we realize that we haven't been. Uh, let's get some lighting on here. Uh, apparently not. Uh, I'll fix that later. But um, you know, obviously, we realize that we haven't been as uh, vocal or as up close and personal as we used to be. And that's something we're trying to gradually reintroduce in a way that makes sense. And that's part of why this podcast is live because I want to, I want us to interact with you guys. I want to get that touch back without it influencing how I'll, the vision that we have for Blog Underground. So that's, that's also a part of it. But again, we're really, really thankful for the support. I'm really thankful for everyone who's been with me since the start of this ride. Uh, and we're, we have, we're not stopping yet. We have, Plenty of things to come. We have big things coming up, so do stay tuned for that. And um, let's see. We need runners up front and in the wing and on the wings. That's what they're building. Kind of got the wings, but if you're not, it could be dangerous off the ball. Holland could do that. Yeah, Holland is a great option. I don't see him leaving Dortmund anytime soon. But if Barca should consider a striker in the future, he definitely should be on the list. Um, just because I know this question is probably going to come at some point, if not in this episode, then in later episodes, uh, Lautaro, I think, could be a good option. Although, in my opinion, I think paying over 100 million euros is a bit much. Uh, and that's not the same thing against Lautaro. It's just to say something against the, um, what do you say, the inflation in the market. Because that's been something that's really, really influenced Everything that we see in football, every transfer, every loan deal, every wage bill has been inflated after Neymar's 222 million euro move to Paris. So that definitely is something. I don't think he's worth 100 million euros. I don't think many people are worth 100 million euros. Um, So... I don't think many players are are worth that price tag. I I think very, very few players are are worth uh, a price tag of, let's say, 150 or 120, you know. Um, to get back on that, I think maybe a player like Thiago for, for Liverpool, I think that's a bargain to get him for the price they did. I believe it was around 30 million euros. I haven't been watching that very closely, uh, following it very closely, but I think it's around that, that amount, which is a bargain for a player like him. So it also comes down to the negotiations and, and what aspects are included in that, uh, how good your agent is at negotiating, what kind of commission the agent wants, also, all, obviously, all those things play a role. So that's definitely something. I don't think he's worth that amount of money. But then again, I don't think many players are worth that much either. So that's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, and that's coming from that time. Uh, we'll just have to be able to do a pep at Barca. Um, it's a tough question. Um, I think Xavi could coach Barca for sure. I think the reason that a lot of people like the aspect of it is the nostalgia and how much they used to love Xavi, watching him as a player, grow into the player he he became, and now into a manager, managing a club in Qatar, you know, 
winning a cup, all that stuff, winning a trophy, all that stuff is making people happy and being like, yes, we want to see Xavi. And of course, that makes sense. But I I remember a lot of people saying at the time uh, that Kike Setien didn't have enough experience and Xavi should be should come in instead. And I remember at the time thinking Xavi doesn't have that much experience either. You know, Kuman from an experience point makes sense. Obviously, he hasn't had as su- very successful stints, but he does have experience. He's proven on a national team level, which you could say, well, any manager with a team like the Netherlands should be. But then you look at a team like Spain or a team like Germany, and they're still struggling sometimes, even though they have amazing talents. So he does do things right. And I I would be, I think, I think he, I think he, he will be doing good. I think he'll be doing a good job with Barca, but I also think Xavi could, I think Xavi could pull a pep, but I also think people should, you know, be wary of not overhyping him too much or putting too much pressure on him uh, because obviously that's only going to hurt it. That's only going to hurt the whole part of him returning to Barca, even though I do think it's possible and I think he could succeed, but he does need some experience prior to taking over at Barca and things need to be clear. And I think that's also one of the reasons why he waited for the presidential elections because then start off on a fresh slate, you know, and kind of be the face of the new era of Barca. So I think that's part of it, but I think he could succeed. I, I definitely do. Deep says, can you bring in some of the Twitter analysts to the podcast, Tactical Moderno, La Maestra Nostra, et cetera? I actually have considered that, and uh, all I'm going to say is we'll see. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Marcus Berg asks, what do you think of Arturo stay at the club? I think Arturo was a very good signing uh, for 18 mil only. I think that's very cheap for for what he brought. Obviously, he's not the player, the type of player you typically associate with Barca D, with the Barca DNA. But I think that's what made him stand out. I think that's what made him, in my in my opinion, I think I think he was a successful player. I wouldn't consider him a Barca flop um, by any means. I think he was a good signing. I think he did what he had to do. And obviously, in some aspects, he he he. I remember he spoke about how he wanted to win Champions Leagues with Barca. And, that didn't materialize, but I think he's one of the few players that showed desire throughout the entire season, even through adversity. And I think he'll be a huge asset for Inter, despite his age. Uh, under Conte, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a very, a very good, a very good asset for Inter to have. Um, excuse me for scrolling up and down, but I, there are some like I'm talking and I see a question. I'm like, yeah, I'll answer it, and then I forget it, so I scroll back up. Um, Fares again, what do you think about Trincao and Pedri so far? I'm more impressed by Trincao. I think he looks so intelligent. Um, I think they've both been really good. Trincao, I think the part of him, the, the part of why he has been as successful as he has so far with Barca in terms of the way he's been playing, I think comes down to the fact that he's played in Braga in the Portuguese league, which in the Liga Nos, which is a more competitive league, it's a bit higher level used to a bit higher level of opponents and maybe has a bit more confidence. He was, you know, he, he has that swagger about him and, and he's definitely showcased that. Um, I think Pedri may need a bit of time more than Trincao possibly, because obviously he's played with Las Palmas and from what I recall, they are in the Segunda. They were in the Segunda at the time. And so that does obviously take some time to adjust to because it's a different level. Now I'm not saying the Liga is I'm not saying La Liga is on the level of Liga Nos or the other way around, but it is a higher league, it is a higher level. And although the players that they have faced 
so far have not been La Liga other than Elche, it still does say something when you're used to playing with players that are of a higher level. So I think that's part of it. I think they've both been really good, very, very promising, and it's going to be very interesting to see how they'll do this season. Um, let's see. seeing some spam in the chat. That's always nice. Uh, actually, I appreciate Holland has a clause in his contract that activates in summer of 2021, puts a release clause of 75 or around that 75 million euros price tag on his head, says Fattis. Um, I'm actually not sure. I remember hearing something about it, and I could see Barca going for him if they haven't found a replacement that proves to be really, really good by the time that happens. But that would be very interesting because I remember I heard something about it at the time. I remember I read it somewhere that he actually did have a clause that would let him leave, um, sort of like the protection period clause, Article 17, the Webster article um, for FIFA. It's maybe something similar to that in, in the sense that he didn't have a release clause at the time or an achievable release clause, but then later on he will have one. Um, so could be interesting. I think if Barca don't find a player that suits the system to a T, I think they could look for Holland at the time, but it'll be interesting. I feel like maybe at the time, if Dortmund are doing really well, he might just want to stay there and not really make use of the release clause. So definitely something to consider. Uh, Rick asks, thoughts on Collado and Todibo leaving? I don't think they'll leave. Um, or, well... I could see them leaving. I hope they won't because I think they're very talented, both of them. And I hope that if they do leave, it's just on loan because I think for the future, they could be very interesting players to have for Barca, very good assets to have for Barca. You know, Collado is a versatile player, both on the midfield and on the wing. Uh, Tutibo, both as, a, both as a center back. I, I would be able to I – think, I, think, I think he could play well as a fullback too. Also played as a defensive midfielder, so – very versatile players, I think, would be a huge loss for Barcelona in the long run um, if, if they do leave permanently. So I do hope that if they do leave, I, I hope it would be on loan. And if they are sold, I would hope that it's at a buyback clause that then would be triggered because you don't see those types of players very often. They don't come around very often. You don't see players that versatile. Um, so I'm hoping that they, that they do stay, at least for the long run. Although if they do leave, that's you know, it is that that's that's how that's how things are. Uh, Fata says I'm almost certain that's about the uh, Holland release clause that was a big factor in Jordan because it assures him to have an exit to progress his career. Yeah, that could make sense. That that does make sense. I could see that happening. Um, and Ronnie says FIFA 21 triangles FC not far away. Uh, looking forward to rejoining triangles FC. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, it's a pro clubs club that we play in uh, and have fun in. So once we do have that going, we will be tweeting it out. I'll be tweeting it on my personal account. If you don't follow me on Twitter, it is Omar Hawash BG. Link will be in the description below. Um, for all of you listeners, if you are listening, um, first, of, first off, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this will very hopefully be a weekly thing. Having, I'll, I will have some guests coming on. Uh, occasionally to kind of mix things up a bit and get some mixed opinions in, get your guys' opinions in. If you ever do want to shoot questions in, um, which reminds me, there actually is, I think there's one question that I saw and that I wanted to address. Uh, excuse me. One second. Um, it was... 
right there by Peter underscore Copter2 on Twitter. Uh, asking thoughts on Ricky probably getting sold. Pretty much addressed it. I hope he stays. I think he's been one of the best performers for Barcelona recently. Um, and I, I do hope he stays. I think he will stay. And I hope he does. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is it for the questions. If you have if you have any additional questions, you can shoot them our way using the hashtag TDSHPod on Twitter or on Instagram, tag blogonogram1899 on Instagram if you'd like for us to see the questions. Um, I will be posting more regularly in terms of once I figure out a schedule, I will be po- we will be posting saying, hey, on this and this day, at this and this time, we will be live. And for the time being, these will take place on YouTube. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for now. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, I'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, stay sane, and please, whenever you can, stay home. If not for yourself, then at least for others. I mean, this is a pandemic that's stretched out far beyond what anyone expected. And you just have to be careful, really. Just be wary of what you do. Always, you know, wash your hands, all that good stuff. I'm not here to act to act like I'm a doctor, but I feel like, it, you know, at least say it once. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you very much for your support. If you have made it this far, I just want to say as a thank you, if you go to blogronogram.com slash shop, you can use code TDSHPOD for 15% off. Um, so go get some we've got some really really nice merch uh, coming up and we've got some really nice merch that we just dropped Um, so do check that out and on that note thank you all for tuning in hopefully we'll see you guys next week and if you watch this on YouTube make sure to subscribe turn on bell notifications drop a like if you liked it drop a dislike if you think it sucked and let us know why Uh, we've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter if you don't follow us do follow us. I don't know what you're doing here. Go follow us. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. My name is Phil Shane, and you've been listening to the Driven Shot Podcast, hosted by Omar Hawash and the Blaugranogram News Outlet. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you have a wonderful day, and hopefully we'll see you again soon.